Studio. Hello everyone, welcome to Book Your Next Speaker, a podcast all about professional speakers from across the globe sharing their greatest learnings in their journeys of impacting thousands of lives through the power of their narrative. I am your host, Anshul Junjunwala. I am a speaker, author, and consultant on wealthy minimalism, and my passion is to explore the power of narratives and make it go global. So in this show, each week, we discover the incredible stories of individuals who believed in the power of their voice and share their wisdom and expertise with the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Book Your Next Speaker with me, Anshul Jhunjhunwala, co-founder of Wine Speakers Bureau. Today, I have with us a young professional who dreamt of the skies as a young teenager woman. But today, she's helping people all across the globe build their personal brand. She's helping corporates at large to enhance their brands and help employees create that amazing, amazing presence inside and outside of their corporate journeys. Ladies and gentlemen, let me please welcome Tanvi Bhatt. Welcome, Tanvi. Hi. Hi, Achul. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. And it's, it's an honor to be a part of this amazing new platform. Thank you so much for hosting me. Thank you, Tanvi. And I am going to straight get into this, Tanvi. How did you go from wanting to become an astronaut, now helping people reach the skies with their personal branding? <laughs> let, me, let me put it that way, you know, um, because I couldn't. I thought, let me help others. As a teenager, uh, in my school days, at least I wanted to become an astronaut. Then reality kicks in. I realized that I'm terrible at the maths and the physics um, part of subject matter expertise, which is fundamental for anyone to go into the hard sciences of astronomy as such. So what happened, naturally, I fell in love with biology. That was more uh, up my ante as such. I uh, did my BTEC in bioinformatics, realized once again, I still suck at the IT part of it, but my bio is extraordinary. I still suck at the IT part of it. I didn't have a choice. I had to rally those four years. Not just rally, in fact, you know, I was a topper as well because I was really good at the bio part of it. But those two, three IT subjects, that's when I really rallied, okay? Um, but realized at the end of four years, my graduation, that this is not something I can do for the rest of my life because I would have been substandard at if I would have chosen to do that. And I always wanted to be iconic in anything I do, right? So naturally, as a fresh young graduate uh, from India, you have to do your post-graduation. Since in my case, master's and PhD was ruled out in the industry of research and science, I chose to do my MBA, rediscovered my love for creativity and branding. And um, that's when I realized that I would love to do something in the industry of branding because that had to be my alternate future for me. Little did I know that fresh out of B-School, I would uh, quit the very first job in seven days that I got into just because I didn't gel with the organizational culture and what they were asking of me and be out in the dark again, again, not knowing what I want to do with my life, right? That's when I started uh, this journey of being an accidental entrepreneur. It was not planned for me. I was really good at certain aspects of um, coaching and I've been a student of the art of um, eloquent public speaking for at least 20 years now. 
And I wanted to teach that to people because I wanted to begin somewhere. I just wanted to experiment with a few things uh, in my early 20s to just explore what is it I really want to do and what is it I'm actually good at as well. So the journey of Panash, my very first company, began as an experiment to teach people the art and uh, strategy of eloquent stagecraft. And that's when I realized that I don't know how to run a business. I don't even hear from a business family. So I started looking for a mentor to help me build my own brand, build my own identity, and learn the art of um, being a businesswoman. And uh, I was actually looking for a mentor for me to build my own personal brand because I'd read this article um, by Tom Peters called The Brand Call You. And I knew that something like this exists, but little did I know that in reality, in India, nothing like this existed. And this is not even 1985. I'm talking about 2011. Mm -hmm. Social media was your or part of our life today, right? When the realization dawned that there's nobody doing anything like this in India, I was first, of course, uh, desperate because I wanted help. And then I realized, oh my God, if nobody's doing this, I'm going to be the first person who brings this industry in India and does some amazing work around it. And uh, like I said, I always had this desire and passion to do something extraordinary and iconic in my life. And this just fit the bill perfectly. And that is how I got into the industry of personal branding and thought leadership. Wow. I love that uh, journey, Tanvi. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I'm curious, okay, and, and you have partially answered this question, why personal branding? But I want us to dive a little deeper and tell me, why are you so passionate about personal branding? It's one thing to start with something, but there's another thing that you stick with it for so long. And since 2011, you've stuck with it, right? So what makes you stick with this personal branding space? You know, the journey began with uh, the aspiration to build my own brand, identity, visibility, credibility, and get some business at the end of the day. Right? Because let's face it, as a 24-year-old kid talking about coaching um, people around the business of speaking, the art of speaking, not a lot of people started taking me seriously at the right go, okay? But when I started doing all the right things by the book of personal branding, by presenting my ideas, my thoughts on the right platforms in the right way, positioned for the right target audience to resonate with them, when I started demonstrating my thought leadership in the industry of personal branding by walking the talk, not only for myself, but experimenting the same with my clients at large, I started, the shift started to happen. You know, I started to see the shift also happen in the industry of how people started perceiving me. So for example, at the age of 25, when I started this industry in India and my own business as a result thereof, within six months of just making a little noise in the industry, talking about it, speaking about it on very few platforms, I was enthralled to be invited by Economic Times to author a column for them. At the age of 25, I had never imagined in my wildest dreams that it would happen even in the next 10 years of my career. But within six months of playing by the book, by the rules, by the strategies, I was able to make that happen. So I've seen the power, the impact and the magnificence of helping people build their personal brands to help them achieve their goals, personal, professional, social, all of them much, much, much faster than what it would probably take for them to do the same things without the art and craft of branding themselves. Wow, interesting. So um, Tande, tell me that personal branding, okay, and as it is uh, widely understood that 
a person who wants to either start your own business just the way you started your journey and you were looking to create your personal brand a freelancer would want to do it an artist would want to create his or her personal brand but what about the employees the people who are working in corporates the people who are already associated with the bigger brands okay how can they use personal branding to the larger advantage to the vision and mission of the larger brands that they are associated with you know i think it's expected out of solopreneurs business owners artists and creative professionals to have a strong brand presence because they are in it for themselves right and uh, this is a reason again when all our cxos in the corporate at least in india inc is what my observation and um, analysis has been over the last decade have not taken the power of personal and thought leadership branding seriously because they think that i'm a part of a larger organizational umbrella but what they often fail to realize is that that's not going to be a perpetuity for them right especially in today's day and age i'm not saying it's about loyalty i'm saying it's about ambition and aspiration to do more and be more than what you are today and if you're really an ambitious leader or an aspiring thought leader you want to be known for something that goes beyond the title of your organization you want people to know what you think how you function how you perform what you build differently what you do better than others and how you can add value in an inimitable way compared to your peers in your industry and that is why in my honest opinion i think it's great that entrepreneurs have the creative liberty to build their personal brands the way they desire to i think it's imperative for leaders in the organization today who are honestly the brand ambassadors of these organizations today in the virtual world that we live in more than ever to not only have a strong personal brand identity visibility credibility footprint but even a following around their thought leadership because their thought leadership is their brand let's face it for leaders or aspiring thought leaders what they do differently what they do better and what they do know well than everyone else in the industry is their thought leadership how many people know about that is going to matter in the long run perhaps not right now when you're not looking at the next big opportunity or you're not thinking of stepping out on your own and doing some remarkable work as an entrepreneur coach consultant author whatever it is that you desire to do over the next 5 years of your career in life so even for cxs today in fact it's never been more crucial for any leader whether you are on your own or you're working with an organization in a cxo role or a senior leadership role to build your own identity as an emerging thought leader as the go to expert as an authority for whatever it is that you do right absolutely so um tanvi while we have understood the importance of cxos and and others other leaders in the organization to build a personal brand my next question is when is the right time should we do it at the start should we wait a few years till we reach a certain level within the organization when is the right time the right time was yesterday the next best time is today i'll give you my own story and example again over here quickly if i could achieve whatever i achieved in the first 2 3 years of my career in my mid 20s just because i knew what to do how to do why to do that imagine people amazing leaders with fantastic legacies of over 10 20 years of proven track records what will they be able to achieve in their respective careers professional personal aspirations both are like 
if they were empowered with the right tools of transcending their personal brand from just being a leader in the organization, not having a wider footprint, not knowing how to put their message, their brand, their thought leadership out there, where will they be able to take their brands and careers? In the first two to three years of doing all the things aggressively in the right spirit with the right focus intent and strategy, if I was able to do it with a blank canvas that I was leveraging as a fresher out of the B-School, imagine what people can do in their respective lives who have amazing legacies to already talk about. Right, absolutely. And Tanvi, tell me a little bit about this, that when these leaders within the corporates go and focus on building their personal brands as well. What are the benefits that the corporate at large can reap out of that? I think three benefits that I would love to share with you all. And this is something I'm very passionate about talking as well, right? So it's a great question, Anshar. Number one, your organization will be seen as the breeding ground for future thought leaders, right? You'll become a talent magnet overnight the moment you start backing existing leaders to grow and build their leadership brands as thought leaders in the industry. Number two, by doing this, you'll not only be able to leverage the existing brand equity of these leaders, but you will also boost your own corporate brand equity as a result thereof because all the work that all these leaders will be doing for building their own respective personal and leadership brands all the impact of that from a corporate brand perspective, you will start enjoying. We call it in our own lingo surrogate branding for the organization, right? And number three, you will start instilling an organization-wide culture of thought leadership. Today, as uh, organizations, we understand the importance and impact of leadership cultures in our organization, leadership orientation, training, coaching, development. Imagine if you take two steps ahead from just having a leadership-driven organization to a thought leadership-driven organization, in the next three years, you will not only be at the forefront of your industry, but you will be an industry shaper or a disruptor. I can guarantee you that. Right. Absolutely. Tanvi, now that you've told us the importance of personal branding, give us a little bit of sneak peek. How to, you know, we are convinced that why we should be doing it, but just give us a sneak peek of how this is possible for corporates to create this kind of culture where they're supporting the thought leadership and personal branding for their employees. Okay. You know, after a decade in the industry, doing some amazing work, doing some amazing experiments with a lot of clients, helping them build their brands, studying the global leaders and thought leaders and how they are building their brands, I have devised my own model. All right. I call it the art of strategic thought leadership in terms of what is it that we help leaders achieve and um, become. But uh, internally, we call this the Tanvikshiki model because it has been deeply inspired by Chanukya's Tanvikshiki model of strategic thinking. All right. So um, I'm going to share with you what are the seven stages or phases of thinking like a thought leader that every leader should embark upon in his journey of building his personal brand as a thought leader. All right, I'll just give you a bird's eye view. I won't go much into detail right now. The first step is you have to start thinking like a thought leader because unfortunately in our ecosystems, we have never been taught how to think correctly, strategically, critically, or differently. The first step is you shift your thought process from being a leader, thinking like a leader, to thinking like a thought leader. Once you've amassed that 
level of transcendence of how do you start thinking consciously and strategically like a thought leader every single day, regardless of how many years of experience you have, what industry you are from, what kind of role function you are currently into. You have to understand that what is that subject matter expertise you want to build your thought leadership on. And I want you to expand your horizon of vision that what are the topics that you are passionate about, try and connect the thoughts with them and create your own philosophy around your subject matter expertise or your thought leadership. You know, the knowledge is eternal because it is recycled with unique perspectives of thought leaders. Okay, and this is what is the second step of thought leadership manifestation. You have to build your own philosophy of thought leadership. So step two, Once you have mastered the art of thinking like a thought leader, become a philosopher and build your own philosophy around it. Step three is if you've got your own philosophy ready, you will now have to disrupt the status quo because your philosophy is ushering a new, better, improved way of doing something that did not exist before. You need to now challenge the status quo in your industry and ensure that people start seeing things differently the way you want them to see. That's number three. Be a challenger in your industry. Number four is that, okay, brilliant. You've excited people. You've inspired them to challenge their thought process and their fundamentals of thinking, being, doing, whatever it is that you are espousing to do differently as a thought leader. Number four is you have to now be a creator and create products, services, experiences, frameworks, tools that will empower them to manifest that transformation, change, disruption that you are promising to bring about via your thought leadership. So number four is become a creator, all right? Ensure that you have your own brand or army of intellectual property that you are creating from the very scratch on a blank canvas to help people do what you're promising them is possible. Once you've created the suite of intellectual property as a thought leader, you need to then create a strategy to not only test drive your so-called creation, but also to launch it to the world, to create a complete opportunity map around your big idea of your personal brand, to take your idea not only to early adopters, but to masses also over the next three to five years of period. So be the brand strategist that you want to launch your products, your services, your ideas, your philosophies, your message to the world. So be a strategist at this point of time. Once you've strategized your entire brand game plan for the next three to five years, you really have to now stand behind it every second of the day. And this is perhaps the most exciting and gratifying role of thought leaders. You have to be a teacher You have to ensure that you are teaching others how to do the right things in the right way by giving them awareness, consideration, perspective, case studies, success stories, examples from your own journey of transformation, as well as clients' case studies that you can showcase on how you have helped others do the same. And finally, the Nirvana line, the end game of thought leadership is you elevate your personal brand, not just as a thought leader, by doing all these things consistently over a period of time, you become the advisor because remember, king makers are more important than kings. It wasn't relevant only in Chanakya's era. It is extremely relevant even in today's era. Look at the king maker who was behind the so-called king called Steve Jobs. Even today, he is perceived as the organizational 
wizard to bring about change at organizational level, company level, brand level, et cetera, whatever the organization is looking at. So king makers are more important even today than kings themselves. So being known as the go-to advisor, authority, opinion maker in your industry, that is the end game for any thought leader to elevate their brand to that level. So this is my humble model of seven phases of thought leadership that I want everyone to understand and start manifesting in their respective careers and lives. I love that, Tanvi. I think uh, it's it's so relevant for everyone who is listening to this episode. Even if you know they they are an employee, they are a solopreneur, they are a student, okay, or they are an artist, they are a freelancer, whatever it is that you're doing right now. This seven phase model uh, discussed by Tanvi is amazing. So thank you so much, Tanvi, for sharing that with us. Now I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into your personality, Tanvi. I want to know a secret that no one else knows. Tell us that one thing that probably is not out there. Who really Tanvi Bhatt is? Now a lot of people know this about me. I'm a poetess at heart. Wow. Yes. <laughs> And I think that um, that creative streak, which I said earlier as well, uh, started uh, being developed by me consciously at the age of 14 when I first started writing poems. And today I just I write content, which I you know share with others. But that streak of creativity, the thought process, because I think poets and poetesses think very differently, right? To express those level of deep, profound thoughts that make people go, oh my God, how did you even come up with something like that? And that is something I love to do time and again via my content, my talks, my creativity. Wow, I love that. And uh, I, I can definitely relate to this creative side of you, Tanvi. As an entrepreneur, you're using your creativity. As a writer, as a content creator, you use your creativity. And I think uh, poetry and articles are a way where, which we use to express ourselves. So that's amazing. Now I'm going to do a little bit of fun here where I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions. So, are you ready? Absolutely. Bring it on. So, my first question, Tanvi. If I cannot find you anywhere, what's your hiding place? Where will I find you? Uh, well, honestly, I am uh, known for my uh, hibernations, and I like to call them my spiritual hibernations, actually. I love escaping into those. The best way to reach me is on my cell phone because I'm not a very social media friendly person. I'm, I'm an A-class introvert, right? So if anyone wants to reach me where they've not possibly gotten response from me on the existing social media words that we have today, just pick up the call and call me. I'll be available 24-7. Wow, I love that. That's like the modern way of simple living, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Tell me what's your favorite uh, hangout destination? If I had nothing to do on any given day, you would find me at the beach. I'm a total wow. one. Amazing, amazing. And I, I wish that this lockdown ends soon so that you can find your water, right? Your beaches. Now, one last question. One last question before I close. What's the one thing that Tandi Bhatt cannot live without? My meditations. Wow. And so important in times like these, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tanvi, for this candid conversation with me. I simply loved interacting with you. Do you want to share any closing statements with our listeners? 
Yes, I think uh, I really want to leave behind a thought today that um, it is unfortunate that we have not been taught how to think differently, have to think in a way that really matters. And like I said earlier, as a student of Chanukya, I've realized the importance of not only the art of strategic thinking, but the art of strategic thought leadership in the kind of work that we do. Because let's face it, if you don't think differently, do something differently and create something unique and inimitable as your body of work in your industry, regardless of what industry you come from, how will you be able to accelerate, to transcend yourself as a person and a professional? How will you be relevant to the extremely rapid changes that we are seeing in our ecosystems today, in our workplaces? How will you go ahead and manifest all the dreams that you have for your own life and career board? And how will you possibly tap into or unleash a potential that you know you have, but you possibly don't know how to realize that the way you want to? So I think this is an inevitable starting point for everyone who aspires to do something different, who aspires to do more and be more than what they are today, and who aspires to really outlive their own beautiful but short ephemeral human lives and contribute to the collective consciousness that we are a part of. So start thinking like a thought leader, start creating like a thought leader and start bequeathing your legacies like a thought leader is what I would like to close on. Thank you so much, Tanvi, for that powerful closing statement there. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, book your next speaker, learn and dive deeper into the stories behind the one sheets, the sizzle reels and know the real person. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Book Your Next Speaker with my esteemed guest. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this with someone who you think would benefit from the ideas, insights shared on this episode. And also, if you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. But don't forget to tag me. I am at Archel underscore the wealthy minimalist on Instagram and share the biggest takeaways from this episode. And don't forget to tag wine.studio and wine.speakers bureau handles on Instagram. I would really appreciate if you could leave your review for the episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this episode. This will help us to reach out to new listeners for this show. Now make sure you have hit that subscribe button. But most importantly, thank you so much for tuning in into this show. And I will see you in the next episode. Goodbye till we meet again. Make sure that you are believing in the power of your narrative.